So it's like you what guys got to go, got to leave the complex and go find him. They're in Colorado. They shot in Colorado. Now, nice. it, it gets warm in Colorado, so it really limited the time in which they could have the makeup on. It would start to – melt's not the right word. It would start to go bad. Yeah, I mean, it looks really restrictive. The the robot, robot makeup looks cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, I would love to have like that. robots. Yeah, totally. I don't know about the robot with the mouth open to the side. I feel uncomfortable being served food from it. <laughs> I think it'll be mocking me. <laughs> Crime Buster 007. No relation. The James Bond. I got that joke right. Oh, Carl, I watched this movie. If I don't know if you, you're a fan of uh, Ip Man, but the fourth one, uh, Ip Man's in San Francisco in the 1950s. He's the guy who taught Bruce Lee. There Kung were no Fu. IP addresses in the 1950s. Well, they have. They're in a military base, and it's, it's a Chinese production, and they have English in it. So the drill sergeant is like, "Bust your ass!" And at one point, he goes, "Put the banana in the tailpipe." Oh, really? From Eddie Murphy? Yeah. yeah, I think the movie was 2003, but the drill sergeant yells at them, banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> We're not following any banana in the tailpipe. It sounds like the military is yelling that. God, I love it. Hitman, really good. So Hitman 4, the finale. Val ran us off the road, you know, because, you know, awkward drivers. Right. He was driving crazy, and um, now they got to figure stuff out. You know, they're a little trapped. So they're in Colorado right now, even though it looks like they just shot somewhere. It looks like they shot in your backyard, girl. No, that look. Look at those pines. That All looks right. like Colorado. Nice. You see that like cooling shade, even though it's hot as shit. That the pines give. Yeah. That's that kind of forest. Now, Barry Diamond was with them all the time? Yeah. He's the third He's the wheel. Best. Literally, okay, now, right? They've got all these spare parts, and now that the truck has crashed, they've got to carry him, and that's not efficient. Okay? And Val is efficient. So what he does is he and Bernadette Peters assemble a unit, a little robot, with all their spare parts. And what this you know, becomes really yeah. is their child. Oh! Ah! 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 Skip ad. Phew. Thank you. I, for a second, I wanted a beer. There he is. That's our kid. Kid bot. Right. Hello, you are listening to AM DeMarco. My, your dad, dad, this is my show. Sorry, FM. Wow, there was a lot of shitty robots in the early 80s. I, I can't, these robots are not as bad as Disney's The Black Hole robots. Oh, those were horrible. Those were like Sam and Bob. Big... Yeah. But this guy, I don't talk like this. Oh, I think there's a Christian analogy going through the black hole. <laughs> Shut up, Bob. That robot smoking a cigar, I think they only made one of him, and they said, we should not make a second one. <laughs> he's a cat. He's, a, he's the stand-up comedian. You can have him for the night. He's a cat skills model. Oh, I got you. Funny thing happened on the way to the... Yeah. Yeah. 
humor processing now. Humorous insert humorous humorous story. Now the person who really is going to end up loving his jokes is um uh the little guy. What's his name? How can I not remember what his name is? There was a lot of names I saw in the opening credits, like a lot of people I recognize. Phil, Phil. Okay, so I don't understand this, and I should have researched this. It says Jerry Garcia as Phil's voice. Can you believe that? Phil is the little... Um... How would, would that be possible? I, I, I think it's this possible. The director used to work when he was a kid at NYU. He used to work at the Fillmore East, and the Grateful Dead went in and out of there a lot. A lot of stars did. Sure. But let me just look at this up and at a cocktail party I was I do remember like when this movie came out, it's robots walking around in the forest. Yes, it is. There's something <laughs> weird about there's something weird about that. Like it's cool. Well, okay. As you know, robots run on electricity. So what hap happens? If you run out of electricity, ooh, ooh, I know. Teach, pick, pick me. Ooh, um, ooh. Spiegelman. It's it's pronounced Spiegelman, uh, Mr. Goy. Uh, they they don't robot. What? They don't robot. I don't know. Yeah, they stop I... robotting. <laughs> no mo. No mo robato. No mo. <laughs> no mo gato, Mr. Scott. No mo robatos. Jerry Garcia, it is. It's the real Jerry Garcia. Now, there's, I guess still, there's a guy named Phil in The Grateful Dead. He's the other one. Oaks, isn't it? O-C-H-S, isn't that him? Phil no. Oaks. Or Weir, isn't it Weir? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, you're right. It's not Phil Weir. Maybe it's the it's drummer not... is. Huh. John Weir. Okay, oh, never no. mind. Do we have to talk to a deadhead now to figure this out? I blame marijuana. I should know the answers right at the tip of my tongue. Right. But you don't have any marijuana, so it's not. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes, I nothing's, do. Nothing's That's registering. Not... Nothing's registering because you have a. Yeah, it's great. It's a good contrast, Carl. You see, they're in human robots, and this is nature. Now, she's a character, I, I don't know, her name's Kathleen Freeman, and uh, she was in vaudeville. You see her on the left there? Yeah. She was, like, with Jerry Lewis in 11 films, like, a, being, a, like, a foil. That's sure. She was in the Blues Brothers. They called her the Penguin. She was, uh... Right, she was the nun. Right. You know, when she was in the new Dragnet and Naked Gun, thirty-three and a third, and she had cameos in Gremlins, and she she's a big deal. Yeah, they got they got a ringer in this movie called the Naked Gun. They're calling. Uh, they're calling for Phil. They're looking for Phil. He has. He is lost. Phil unit. Phil come. Phil Calm. Ray's last name is Calm. 
I might be wrong. Their last name is Gom. Hi, is Phil there? Who bar? Yeah, Phil there? Fill my pockets? Hang on, let me check. <laughs> Phil there? Phil, fill my pockets? I don't, nobody named that, that name. My pocket. Okay, so they're looking. Okay, wait till you see her. There's her face. You know her now? Yeah, of course. She's in like, uh, I know her from Jerry Lewis movies. I've, I've seen her. <laughs> Ladies, man. No, but in the, I got to tell you, Mike, I watched. That's not really true. I took a look at some clips. I watched right. um, her in those Jerry Lewis films, and uh, she's a young person. She does not look like that. She was in a bunch of those movies, but she had, I know who you're yeah, talking about. I recognize her. Well, let's see uh, here. Wow, they found the uh, cigarette lighter. I was born a cigarette lighter, and now I am sentient. Leap Lorp. <laughs> So they've already started a nuclear family. Yeah, that's our tag. Terrible tag. Now, I this didn't that's... get a, any Razzies, but the um, 1981 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards really favored them. Um, Wait a minute. The 1981 Stinker Awards? Were yeah, they like the Razzies away. They, It's all nominations. This film didn't win any categories. But it was nominated worst picture, worst screenplay, screenplay, most painfully unfunny comedy, worst actor wow. was Andy Kaufman. Most was he bad in this accent. Wow, he won the 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 Covenant, the notorious worst accent award from the Stinkers. No, no, just nominated, and it's the Stinkers, uh, the Stinkers Bad Movie Award. Look, oh. the Razzies won. The Razzies have legs. They're still with us today. The Razzies are the VHS of uh, Betamax competitors. Bingo. Gotcha. Uh, stinkers, you left us too soon. <laughs> Just when Megaforce was coming out, too. Huh? Guys, you blew it. Turn Kroll it was coming out next year. You All blew right. it, Stinkers. You blew it, Stinkers. Had you been around for a couple more years. Could have done more movies. I can see the makeup, you know, melting. It must have been it a real smoke. Do you think it's like, do you feel like as an audience member looking at their makeup, you feel like kind of sorry for them? Like it's distracting? I never am sympathetic with you. You're always looking at the plight of the actor. Like, oh sure. my God, they made him do this. They're uh -huh. mud wrestling. I never emphasize. Oh, These are movie stars. They should earn their money. Listen, Eddie Deason's roommate was not a movie star. He was just supposed to show up to Bugsy's Girl. He did That's not know true. he was going to be mud wrestled. That is true. You, you, yeah. you got me there. Got you there. There's other ones about that film, too, that were, you know, the guy getting hung upside down. and yeah. But, but this is a $12 million budget. It's Bernadette Peters. I do not feel bad that some makeup is caking on her face. They Yeah, I mean, they spent a lot on this makeup, too. God, I can't believe they said robots are hot. Make me a <laughs> robot movie. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they did from 3P. 3P uh, so 
Right now, what's happening, just like Val made the dumb decision, I am in full control of this vehicle. He's like, I will reason with the bear, right? So he goes in there say, looking at my non-threatening manner, bear, we would like to share your cave. <laughs> Are wow. you damaged? Yeah, hurt a little hurt pride. Lost his bow tie. Uh, no, he gave it to Phil. That was a locator unit. So now if Phil gets lost again, I, I should have mentioned. He took off his bow tie, which was his locator unit, and he put it on Phil. I apologize Whoa. for not realizing the plot. Bear. Because they love Phil. They're starting to, like, Phil is in Phil is not a unit that can protect himself. We must care for Phil. Oh, interesting. Interesting parody and satire of the of the modern family. You know, it really is a cute film. Um, yeah. And I don't really think it deserved its bomb as much as you don't invest $12 million in this. I have to say the runtime is a little disconcerting. I mean, it's... 87 minutes. Yeah, well, they hated the first cut from this director, Alan Arkush. 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 Alan Arkush. Say it again. So this, okay. This guy did Rock and Roll High School. Right. No, I know who he is. He's really funny. With the Ramones. Yeah. yeah. He's made uh, get, Go Crazy is a good movie. Uh, yeah, he's done some good ones. So it's kind of, you know, I'm not surprised to see he's the one who came up with this. He did Caddyshack, too. I don't know if that's a big deal. But he did El Elvis Meets Nixon in 97. And I think that was right. <clears throat> he did like a drama called um, Shake, Rattle, and Rock for TV in 94. It was supposed to be the prequel to uh, Rock and Roll High School. So he was born in Jersey, and he went to school in Fort Lee. And when he was went to oh. high school in Fort Lee, the director, Alan Urkush, and when he went to, you know, he got inspired to make the film from his experiences in high school. He goes to NYU, and who is his professor and advisor? Martin Scorsese. Nice. I thought it was going to be Xavier, uh, Charles <laughs> Xavier, but that's that's not bad either. Professor X. That's so dark. Uh, What's going on? He worked for Roger Corman, and then he had the opportunity to make Rock and Roll High School with the Ramones. And so Roger Corman was like, if you do a good job, you'll never have to work for me again. Because they're like, I think he made it, you know. From what I understand, him and Joe Dante edited the trailers for New World Pictures for Corman. That's exactly right. They made yeah. the trailers. Those two. Yeah, and I, th I haven't seen Hollywood Boulevard, but they, they co-directed a movie early in their careers. Uh, I don't know if it's a, the stock footage of other movies or just like kids mm -hmm. driving up and down Hollywood Boulevard or what have you. But, now, uh, by the way, Catskill guy is telling jokes and, and, and Phil is loving it. And this a bonding thing will happen between them. And when it comes to the energy and electricity crisis, it'll play out. like that huh i like it when you like things like that because when you're happy i'm happy i haven't been this happy since the time i bought a pet skunk oh yeah my wife said why do you expect to keep it 
I said, under our bed. She said, what about the smell? And I said, he'll have to get used to it, just like I did. <laughs> Yeah, just like I did. That's a great tag. <laughs> Once you get the punch sign, keep talking. Hey, hey, so what about the smell? I said, oh, don't worry about that skunk. He'll probably get just to the smell soon enough, but being a skunk under the bed and all. Yeah, he does. Stepping on his punch, he really is. You're right. Yeah. He'll get used to it. You let the audience laugh. And then you go, just like I did. Tag. Tag. Or I, I would recommend a tag of because the smell is actually not from the MMA from the skunk, but it's the actual bed. I basically let's listen you. now. Let's listen. Right. Let's listen. Manual click. Keep listening. I have already computed that fact. Keep listening. They get a kiss. They'll get interrupted, and it'll be a, one of the only funny scenes in this film when they're awkward. I'm finished with my shoulder. See if you can fix my pressure center. <laughs> so Bernadette Peters is going to try to fix random impulses. Right, it must be broken. Strong impulses. Sorry to torture you, Mike. All right, you don't have to listen. No, no, let's get to the punchline. There's no, the punchline's coming a ways off. They're going to be all touching each other for a while. Uh, and then the skunk said, don't worry about me. I just need to rest. Here, under the bed that was bought at Sealy Postropedic. <laughs> Second hand, hence the smell. <laughs> that I got used to as I step on the laughs. It's so funny when you keep talking, they they stop laughing so that they okay, they want to hear the next thing. So they stop right. It sucks when you stop your own laugh. You know what I'll do is that once I realize I did that, I'll explain the joke since I had their attention. <laughs> okay, watch this. Watch this. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, ha oh, yes. You did not announce yourself. We were only adjusting each other's exchanging gauges. data. Yes. I gave them a chance to turn themselves in. Uh oh, but did they? No. Zero, zero, no. Listen to this guy. Oh, he does say no. Gosh, no. Uh oh, Robert Klein hardware. Well, he was going. <laughs> he was going through like three or four examples. I gave them a chance to turn themselves in. Did they? No. It's almost like a Ted, Ted Knight or other. Uh huh. Oh yeah, and uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Too so, close for comfort. Yes. Um, I don't know. Alan, the director, said bad movies don't start out as bad movies. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! 
It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman! Hey! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. What an acronym. That's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How are we doing today? I'm doing one for one. We're, our show is streaming first, as always, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Mutiny Radio. FM. They have a Venmo site. You can donate money at Mutiny Radio. You can also follow our I have a fun feedback here. YouTube, YouTube. On YouTube and of course as a podcast. Right. As our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. Oh. Now we're gonna be watching a full length movie on YouTube, and we have a very special guest here, the star above the title, the yes. main guy himself. Mr. Eddie Deason. Hi, Eddie. How are you? Hey! How are you, Carl and Mike? It's a pleasure to be on your show. My honor. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. Uh, we're going to be watching our favorite movie, Surf 2. I have Seriously. to tell you, Eddie, this, the podcast exists because of Surf 2. I saw Seriously. that at a buddy's house uh-huh. and in the 80s on Showtime. Uh-huh. Never saw it again. Saw the video box at Pathmark. That's it. In 13 okay. decades. Okay. Saw it on YouTube. And I said, these are the movies on YouTube that I've been looking for, like Surf 2. Yeah. Let's do a podcast about it. Okay. So, Well, fortunately, we live in an age where you can almost get any movie in the world. You can find So I'm sure you can find it somewhere, but I'm glad you did locate it. And YouTube, of course, is easy. It's free. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time myself. I've probably seen it maybe like three times. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, great. We can... And by the way, one more thing. Thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate them. In the YouTube search engine, you put in Surf2 1984, and you will find the channel Surf King. That's who we like, Surf King. So it's Surf II 1984, and then it says PT1 half. I don't know why, part half. And Surf King is the channel we like. Now, Mike, I've lost your audio. Unmute yourself, please. Sorry, I just... Uh... A barrage of uh, feedback in my headphones, so I just I turned that off for a split second. We're looking for Surf 2. That's I.I. It's a very fancy movie from 1982. We have the lead star here, Eddie Deason. We're going to be watching this movie with you, yeah. with Eddie. We want you to go find the link, hit it, hit pause, move the timer to 000. We're going to start at the same time watching this movie. Uh, Carl, we'll do our countdown. Take it away, Carl. I will. Okay. Get ready to press play. Ready, Eddie? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go! I was very excited to watch the video syndrome. I didn't realize it was a director's cut, that there was two different versions of this movie. Yes, there were. And it's a better one, the director's cut. This was probably taken from Star Wars, I imagine, this beginning thing. I bet. Yeah. It seemed like they didn't have any faith in the movie. Like, they had to give an explanation to it. Yeah, yeah. That's called a Menlo Schwarzer. That's me. Menlo Schwarzer, but they Uh spell it wrong. Schwarzer. 
You know what? Yeah. You're right. I never noticed that. Good catch. Good catch. Now, they were originally going to call Menlo Stinky, but somebody yeah. objected. I didn't like it. I like Bunny. He called me Bunny. I, Randall Bedard, I thought, was a very good director. I liked him. Some in the cast, at least one cast member didn't get along with him. We'll get, we'll get into that. But I thought he was a fine director. I liked working for him. But I asked that it not be Stinky. I didn't want to be called that. It was just a personal thing. And she called me Bunny. That's why. We could have maybe compromised not with a funnier name. Anyway, the cinematography is beautiful here. There's actually some beautiful it? shots here. I mean, the movie's not gone with the wind, but the cinematography here is very beautiful. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think it's better than Gone with the Wind, personally. It's much better than Gone with the Wind. I've seen, this, I've seen this movie more times, and it's less problematic, honestly. Uh, I love so Peter this... Isaacson, a dear friend. Peter and I had just done a Magnum PI together a few months before this, and then we worked again. He's one of the nicest guys in Shogun. Excuse me, I'm talking with my mouth, so I have some tattoos in my mouth. Oh, we're watching a movie. Uh, we encourage people to get some cashews, some popcorn, and join us yeah. in watching. Yeah. Now, that, that Peter, that's the guy from. This is uh, what you call a watch party. We should be in a jewelry shop. Not again, watch party you know, jewelry. For the watching. <laughs> okay. And Lyle Wagner. My head. I'm trying not to intrude on the movie. Okay, let's see. Oh, no, okay, no, no. Okay, this please is intrude. Lucinda and Corinne, I remember them. Yeah, sweet girl, so sweet. Linda Carriage, by the way, the lead will get in her. I have, that's a Freudian slip. We'll get into her later. We'll talk about her later. She's so <laughs> we'll talk, talk about, about her. her. Yeah. Morgan Paul, yeah. Yes. Carol Wayne was, we'll get into her later. We'll, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm don't. i not doing this deliberately. Ron Polio, Horshack, deliberately. Was one, you know, I work with John Travolta, of course, in Greece. This is my second sweat. Tom Ballard tragically died of AIDS. He was a very wonderful, sweet guy. He's terrific yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Ruth Buzzy's still active on Facebook. She's still around. She's got to be close to 90. She's a lovely lady, super nice lady. We we heard that someone he joined Twitter because someone was faking her account. She had to come in. Yeah, on on Twitter, had, someone. Well, I had my account was hijacked. I just started a new page. I had to start again from square one. Maybe she didn't just want to start again. Yeah, she had she some funny stuff on her page. Yeah. What happened to your site? Well, I would, I had heart trouble. I don't want to get into, but I had open heart surgery. I've been in and out of hospital for three years with bad heart troubles. I had a stroke. So my, oh my page God. was taken over, and it, it just was bad. So I had to start again on Facebook. So I had to get 5,000 friends. You know, a lot of my old ones are there, but some new ones too. Now, this, these are our heroes, and this are, is Johnny Bighead. Yeah, that's yep. Josh. Super nice guy. We used to all play poker together during the shoot. Josh, Eric, uh, Jeffrey, me, you know, Marvin, my friend Marvin. Eric yeah. liked greasy pizza, but we'd always order pizza. Eric liked very greasy pizza. I remember he's a make sure the pizza's greasy. There's Peter Isaacson, great guy. He is so funny in this movie. There's a scene yeah, where he hilarious. surfboard. He skateboards the onto the stage. The yeah. mayor from Jaws called. They want his jacket back. He wants his jacket back from Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look how tall he's a tall guy. We had got an, uh, of course, Eric, you know, had just come off mask, I think, before it's one of the greatest performances in movie history. It was a very dramatic film. So we've gone so, a little, of course, we all know from Blazing Saddles, one of the nicest guys I've ever worked with. Just a super nice guy. He gets a special appearance uh, credit for this movie. He does. Re he's really funny in this film, too. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. I noticed that, too. It said special appearance, but he is yeah. in so much of the film. I think he warrants more than an appearance. You're it's right. More I of guess a cameo. His agent you're right. His agent negotiated that, I I'm sure, but I you're right. It's not really, it's not the right thing to say. You're right. Special, I should no. say special guest star. There's Tom Ballard. There's Tom Ballard. Yes. 
Oh, they said yeah. don't don't go to the surf. It's there's someone died, and they said surf. Let's go surfing. Let's go surfing. Oh, okay. okay, now this movie was um, having a hard time getting distributed. So the producers thought they put a little TNA in it, like off the strength of Porky. So that what we buy it. is yeah, right. added footage after mm -hmm. uh, this part here with the girls in the car. That was not part of the filming. That was added later. Okay. It's so the vinegar syndrome shows the original version. Yeah, because it's really strange because uh -huh. they stick their bare ass out. That's oh. plenty. And then my luck, I, my luck, I'd already wrapped by this time. I didn't get to see this. <laughs> this is after okay. you. The yeah. first PMAS you were talking about on the commentary, Eddie. I don't know if you remember. PMAS? PMAS, the perfunctory now ass shot. Yes. The worst yeah, time in movies today. Spare us the male ass shots, please spare us. There's several in this movie. Uh, we yeah. still haven't got to the two gentlemen who come and rip their pants. Okay. Oh, I love Lau Wagner. One of my dear friends. I love Lau Wagner. Super great guy. He's really funny. Yeah, these yeah. two are great. He's very movie. funny. Ron Leo, one of my great friends. Sadly, he died way too young. He left us way too young. Did and you guys he have a was good the time? one that Randall and, you know, Randall and him would yes. argue a little. No, you're exactly right. They didn't get along for whatever reason. And I, I heard him arguing one time. And all I heard is, if you do that, you're going to be wearing it, Ron said. <clears throat> he said in a menacing voice, like he was going to fight him. So I don't know what exactly happened, but they really were testy with each other. Ron did not like working with Randall. Wow. No, I, I want I like you to Randall. know, Mike, that Cleavon, the original choice for Blazing Saddles, was Richard Pryor. Oh, Did yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the movie was going to be called Black Bart. It was going to be me, Richard Pryor. Yeah, Richard Pryor was supposed to be the guy. I think I understood he wrote it. He wanted to yeah. one, I guess. He did have part uh, hand in writing it, and mm -hmm. they just figured he was a crazy man, and he was a very strong star. He'll have yeah. an attitude. He might show up drunk or stoned. Yeah. So they went to Cleveland. Yeah. You see, it kind of proved out later on, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it really brought him to prominence, and he did a great job. And I was laughing my ass off. We all were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, classic. I, I heard a that story from was a little before my time. See, the cinematography—that's kind of a good shot. They have a lot of beautiful cinematic shots in this movie. The cinematographer—I don't know who it is—but he did a fantastic job. The surfing is so good in this movie too, and you could tell it's the same people yeah. sometimes, or at least the, the people they have. But then they cut to these ladies getting a little uh, shower, yeah. 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 So that, well, must that have been was added, added later to try to get a distribution deal, which mm -hmm. they did get. It was very limited. Are you are you a fan of surf culture? I know zero about it. I know nothing about it. I'm telling you, if you're watching these first ten minutes, this film's grown on me. I really do like it. It's not as bad as I thought. Oh, it has. Yeah. There was a wave of surfing. A wave of surfing. I'm sorry? Yeah, Carl said there was a yeah. wave of surfing. Yeah, I should oh, be this... the one apologizing. Then this, the soundtrack is phenomenal on this. It has like Beach Boys and it has modern stuff and both versions yeah, of the movie. Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack. It's got beautiful cinematography. So many great comic actors in this. Yeah. Now it was well, kind of this great one. Linda a... plays straight, but everybody else is kind of a comedian. Okay, here comes Linda now. Linda will be in this. Now, here we have a little bit of joysticks, right, Mike? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, 
feels it like feels like joystick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you you had mentioned I know joystick was on a set. You had mentioned this was a set, but this is an actual arcade they shot it in. Okay. This was an actual arcade, unlike joysticks in which they built one. And okay. two of the actors, we just saw one of the actresses, uh, the one on the right, Corinne. She was in joysticks. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Now. The, the stuck-on produced stuff, to give it an R rating, also has a star from joysticks in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a weird six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I did Michael J. Fox's first film, you know, Midnight Madness was his first film. Then he did, uh, Eric Stoltz did um, Back to the Future, he was the first choice. He did that, and they fired him and took on Michael. So I have kind of a six degrees of separation from between me, Michael, and Eric, if you follow That's, that. Do you know that story, Mike? Yeah, I did. Marty McFly. Yeah. Yeah. So the bo- they didn't the box like him set. in Back to the Future. They thought he was too serious. They have the test uh, footage of Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future in the box set. It's buried in there. And he, he does play right. it very seriously. Yeah, he mm-hmm. does. Like, he walks around. He's very intense. Uh, but I had heard that. But that, I guess, occurred after this movie, right? So he didn't have yeah. that cloud over him. Yeah. He's immortal in Mask. This is a great comedy. But his immortality is in Mask. He's so good. Now, you might have seen, like, the footage of his audition, but, Mike, they were shooting with him. He was Marty McFly, and they stopped, like, four or five or six scenes, like, a couple weeks in, and they mm-hmm. said, we got to read. They had to get permission. Yeah, okay. I think they always wanted Michael J. Fox, but he was on that TV show, and they were able to negotiate it. That's and right. They, they didn't want that That's right. Now, these are the dads, and these are the guys who distribute Buzz Cola. Now, I know you like Simpsons, Mike. You must have heard of Buzz Cola. Yeah. So now the guy, I, were you friends with these guys, Eddie? Like the, they're really funny in this set, movie. They were both nice. They were both. Everybody on the set was nice. I didn't dislike anybody. It was, it was a very friendly shoot. I loved everybody. Um, one of the the little guy, I think that's Morgan. He's in Patton, you know. He plays a very serious role in Patton. He does play a serious role in Patton, and I like, like him. Andrew even Mendes, like, Now, also, Mike, not only was he in Patton, but he was in Blade Runner. He was the guy who was interviewing, like, did you ever hear of the turtle? Of course, right. The one who gets shot in the beginning by the replicant, that's him. But he's so broad in this movie. It's it's amazing. I guess that's the great thing about being a comedic actor. You can play it really straight. Absolutely. Now, his partner was a comedian and he was part of the comedy store and everything actually eddie wanted to be a comedian i think that was his first um uh dream for hollywood was being a comedian tell us about that eddie i did 20 films i mean, hopefully i was a comedian but i wanted to be a stand-up comic but i had a line I didn't like it. I, I performed twice in Hollywood and I did okay. Uh, then they moved me to Westwood and I tanked. And I just go, this isn't for me. Now, I was on an old show called The Gong Show where they would gong me if you didn't go good. I don't know if you remember yes. that. But I did my stand-up comedy act. Paul Williams, the singer, gonged me. That was my TV debut. You know, but I didn't like stand-up. I never liked doing it. Some guys thrive on it, you know. You, you did stand-up so on The Gong. Linda. What became of Linda? Do you guys know? She's one of the most – I mean, she had – look at that face. She lives in the Blue Mountains of Australia today. She isn't involved with acting at all. I'm you sure I can't find a picture of her. 
Did you do other films after Shark 2? I don't know, to be yes. honest. I know. Did you do other films? Let me just pull it up here. Um, after Surf 2, she went on to, I don't know, Mixed Blood, Vicious Lips, Down Twisted, The Alien from L.A. She did yeah, from LA. Stuff, but yeah. By okay. 1988, she was headed back to Australia, and she was done with the career. Okay. This is probably her only comedy. She's, uh, she's, not, com she's not a comedic actress. She's just beautiful. She she's is not, not a comedic actress. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's, she's so very different than everybody else in this whole film. She's very flat. Yeah, uh, but everybody else chews up enough, the scenery. Yeah, everybody else chews up the scenery, but she's like totally straight. No, Mike, good I found out of. this yes. footage was from a TV show. Randall uh -huh. didn't shoot this stuff. Is that right? Okay. Of it's save some money. But okay. what was this now stuff here like? comes our it... hero. Yes. Our bad guy hero. Here he is. Who's this guy? Look at him. him. I remember that guy. Look how young he is. Look how so young. young. Yeah. Do, do nope. you, oh, and the picture of Jerry Lewis in the background. So in the script, Jerry Lewis was there, and Randall wrote this script for Eddie, believe it or not. But the <laughs> thing is, coincidentally, Eddie loves Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah, I love Jerry. I had a bad meeting with him. I'm like, there's a great story I heard, by the way. On Facebook, if I can relate it real quick. A guy told me about a month ago on Facebook. He wrote me, he said he used to do the lights on the Jerry Lewis telephones every year. And he, him and Jerry were, were, you know, getting the lights set right before Jerry went on stage. And he goes to Jerry, he goes, you know, you make me laugh more than almost any actor in the world except for Eddie Beeson. And Jerry Lewis said to him, he said, you know, you're not the first person that's ever told me that. Wow. He, How, how's that for flattery? I almost, I almost had a conniption. I couldn't believe he said it. But that story really made my day. That's so great. You, now, you had a bad experience? Has... Okay, this might be the most acclaimed scene in the movie right here. This is yeah. the most acclaimed scene in the movie. This is totally innovative. I've never seen anything like it before or since. Or it's... since, yeah. And this was like Look a sh shot. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. It's so well uh, rehearsed. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's absolutely brilliant. Now, according to Randall, they nailed it. it they did two takes only. Because they did so much practicing ahead of time. Yeah, total professionals, total pros. She was on Fridays, uh, Brenda's camp. Yeah. You know what? You just reminded me, you're right. She was on Fridays. Yeah. She was also on something called After Mash, a, film, a show I never heard mm -hmm. of. I, you've right. never seen that? I've seen that show. It was a it, match. Before. It was number one its first week, and then it just tanked in the ratings and it went off the air. But they tried to follow up Mash after it went off the air. Fridays, of course, it was kind of like a poor man Saturday Night Live. The breakout yeah. star course was Michael Richards, from, and he got on Seinfeld later. Now, yeah. we saw Mark Blankfield in The Jerk 2, Mike, uh -huh. and he was straight out of Fridays, and he shares many scenes with her. Of course, okay. they were cast members, you know? Okay. Big head. Now, she died. Part of the reason she died, she was 76 years old, and she had um, brain cancer. But part of the reason she died was complications from COVID-19. Well, that's too bad. That's so sad. It is. Now, she was 76. I'm sure she had 20 years left in her. But, yeah, mm -hmm. COVID was a problem. Now, look. You see it says custom surboards. Yeah. 
Sir, sir, you know what? You're right. Good catch. How did they miss that? Well, the, the okay, there's Randall Kurt says that that was a real mistake in real life. And so they added the scene in which uh, Weekend at Bernie's guy is putting in an F. We'll see that yes. later. Okay. Carol Wayne, I know her as uh, I'm an I Dream a Genie nut. I love Barbara Eden's my fantasy. Yeah. She was Bootsy Nightingale in one of the funniest episodes of the show. So I remember her from that. She was a very lovely lady. She was pretty out of it by this time. She was pretty out of it and gone. She, she would say to E.T. phone home, E.T. phone home. She was just a little out of it. I think they were putting her on bad meds, like I have experience with, but I think she was, there was somebody messing with her. So it wasn't just pot? She was on more serious drugs? I think so. It seemed to me she was pretty stoned out. Maybe she was just on pot. I'm not into drugs. I don't know, but she was on something. Now, Mike, she would go on to pass away a year later. Yeah, in this was her last film. circumstances. She had an argument with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, she is missing. And then she washes up on shore. Now, the autopsy says there were no drugs and alcohol. Um, so was she murdered? I mean, it is possible. I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like a Colombo episode. Yeah, it does. Now they have she was very sweet. She's she's good in this movie too. Uh, I mean, especially with this, the, the scene. Everybody played their roles well. I don't think anybody's really bad. Everybody played their roles well. Well, there is the argument that Linda, but I don't know. I think maybe it was just her personality. She was pretty flat. Uh huh. Okay, now here good we point. have the producers' add-on scenes, and you can see it's a Rolls Royce. Uh -huh. And they, one they of were... these guys is named Fred Asparagus. That's his name. We saw another movie with Fred Asparagus. We've had this conversation. I don't you know tell? if it was. Was Is it Hammer the movie? Fred Astaire or something? Maybe it was one of those National Lampoon movies, Mike. Yeah. No, I think it was his actual name, or or definitely his stage name. We could see the added stuff. Like this is added. Yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna see the perfunctory male ass shot that we don't want. That's, yeah. Most destructive trend in movie making. Blah. Well, there you go. I did enjoy your, you your commentary on the Vinegar Syndrome uh track and you had mentioned that this movie goes from like the comedy scene of the the duplex to yeah. these guys' butts. Like it, it yeah. has a quite a range to this movie. Mm-hmm. High and low. Now here comes Eddie again in a very oh, fun scene. Right. I'm a Jew dressed like an Arab. That's right. Yeah. And this is in Santa Monica, I guess. Uh, uh, this was Santa Monica Beach, which I love. I love filming there. There I am, my cowhead. That's cola. You know who now, has that joke now? You know who has that joke now, by the way? And I always wonder if they got it as a homage to this movie, The Simpsons. You know, The Simpsons, they drink Buzz Cola. Buzz Cola, yes. Yeah, is that a tribute to Surf 2? Or did that just I, happen to come up? You know, this this movie has Buzz with three or four Zs, and Simpsons has two. I think it was a reference, and the Simpsons blew up and became an institution, and the reference yeah. is now part of their lexicon without any reference. Lexicon, but we started it. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to talk to the writers if that happened. Now, look uh, how lucky Eddie is. Look, Linda's yeah. touching... Mm -hmm. Got an arm. <laughs> Look how lucky he is. 
Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I hate those. Oh, she likes the surfers. No. Look at that one. He's got a face like a Rottweiler. I remember. That. I remember right, this movie is so funny because it's like California surf culture saying we don't like punk rock music. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in real life, Randall really hated the punks. And oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yes. So he wrote this thing in one single weekend. He had had a surfing accident and a surfboard went through his cheek. So he was on all sorts of painkillers and his own recreational drugs from being a young person. And he... he Right. Okay, this is one of my favorite scenes because this is clearly missionary. Uh huh. Let's go. Let's see what that sounds. I think it's best if we just sit here and wait and don't take. Harry Potter. Well, we we always know him as Weekend and Bernie, so to actually see him speak yeah. is fantastic. Weekend and Bernie. Now he was in over forty credits, and we think of him as Bernie's, but he was yeah. always in films. You know, I remember reading an, a Playboy centerfold where they had Weekend and Bernie's. They had him in character next to topless women bathing. <laughs> really? Now, look at this tacky. great scene. Isn't this sexually titillating? I mean, that's missionary times, too. You're right. Never thought of it. Never thought of it. It's Come a very on. sexual film. You're right. I'm sure millions of women fantasize about me watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got Prime Eddie in this movie. <laughs> Okay, now, this is one of the greatest scenes in the film. Okay. Now, a strange thing happens. They throw, like, a tear gas canister, and through magic, it ends up inside the shack. It's very strange. Well, it blows up, and they survive. It's a, definitely a cartoon movie. Well, that's another thing. Like, a tear gas canister makes an explosion? Does that make okay, sense? Is, and they live? This is honestly the first thing I don't remember. Let me see this. I don't remember this. Oh, here, I'll crank it up for you. In this scene, Eric is drunk for the first time in his life, literally. I had, I had to stop it. But they the girl the ladies are gonna distract them. They're tired of this surf surf talk. So they they're gonna take their tops off. Right. Oh, okay. However, their girlfriends are jealous, and they're going to call and say they're they're attacking the, these girls, and the cops come. So uh, things will get okay. escalated. But it's pretty obvious it's them. It's the only parked car on the beach. No, Eric had never been drunk in his whole life, and Randall thought he should have a little bit of alcohol for this scene. So he felt very sick. Interesting. Good trivia. That's my job. Okay, here comes Chef Boyardee and yep. Inspector Underpants. Right. Inspector Underwear, isn't it, or is Underpants? No, you're right. You're right. Underwear? Underwear, I thought. Underwear. <laughs> you're totally right. It's underwear. Yeah, I mean, well, Mike, maybe yeah. we'll turn the sound up when we get there because. Yeah, they're going to go through the book, and Lyle will be misreading, and Horshack will challenge. Very funny. Get a couple more cops involved. Yeah, over the top SWAT here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
You're talking about them coming to Hollywood, trying to be the next Catherine Hepburn, yeah. and they end up in Surf too. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, you wonder. Funny that okay, it's now, funny the courses our, our lives take. Who knows? I'm sure they weren't expecting this. Now it's all. It's got to be bulletproof because none of the bullets are getting through. But yet yeah. this guy's gonna lob a canister of tear gas, and it's gonna go right inside. Here it goes. This film does introduce itself as a cartoon with Big Head eating the grate up front. So we kind of fence in this belief. Yeah, eating the fence. And that was fake, by the way. And you can tell because the gray spray paint ends up on Big Head's tongue. Right. But it does set the tone of this movie that, you know, yeah. no one's really going to get hurt. And I you do... what it was made of. Yeah, it looks like licorice or something like that. It's Definitely yeah, spray paint. Yeah. Chaplin Shoe. Charlie Chaplin Shoe in the gold rush. Yeah. Yeah, it was that fabric. The effects are good in this movie. The zombies are very uh, fun. Yeah. They are effective. This is the early days of punk rockers, I guess. And it's funny, if you look at the cycle, like, a lot of girls have that kind of makeup. Now, I'm looking at the punk faces. Girls like to dress up like that now, as much as the guys. With the blue streak of hair. Yeah, with all that stuff on their face. Yeah, two-color hair, stuff on their lips. Yeah. I love how Ron is, you know, he's oh, he the cigar too. He grips that cigar the entire time. Yeah. All right, so then, I guess they have to go to jail for this. Uh... Mark, you've been seriously hurt in there. Not a chance. They were candy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now here's Jocko. And as you know, Sparkle lured him and John, and now they're zombies because they drank Buzz Cola. Right. Now, in this scene, Tom Villard, or a scene that's coming up, is going to freak out. And when they were shooting it, Eric Schultz, I mean, they were really scared, and Jeff were really scared that he was going to hit them and hurt them. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm laughing at the scene because they say, why don't you get something to eat? And there's like a, a stalk of celery just hanging out there. And he goes straight for the motor oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom had that funny way of walking like a zombie. Nobody else could do it like him. He had like shaky walk. Nobody else could zombie walk like him. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I've seen him in One Crazy Summer. We got it made and a lot of other stuff. And Yeah, uh, he, we've got it made, right? That show that flopped. But I, I watched it because of Tom. He yeah, me good. too. He deserved better. He, he left us much too soon. Now, he was in Greece too, and I think you were in that as well. I was in Greece too, barely. I'm still trying to think where was Tom in Greece too. What did he play? My friend Stevie said he was in that, and I don't know where he was. What did he play? 
I don't know. I only know from IMDb credits that he was in that. I don't probably knows. And he is a Star Trek connection, Mike. He was in Deep Space Nine. Okay. Tom Villard. Oh, wow. So we are pretty good yeah. Now we're having a delivery of Bud's Cola, and mm -hmm. we will have... Look how young you are, Eddie. Look uh, at that. Great passion. Yeah. Young stud. Yeah, you got the, the handcuffs on the side and the suspenders. Yeah. yeah. No, Eddie, I understand that you graduated high school and went straight to Hollywood. Tell yes, us your I, motivation. I came out the next day. I wanted to be a comedian. Well, I worked at my dad's jewelry store. I had worked there, and I fell asleep in the display window, and dad fired me, so I couldn't do that. Dad offered to buy me a Dairy Queen franchise there, and I didn't want to run Dairy Queen. So dad said, tell you what, I'll give you $400 a month. This is 1975, remember? Yeah. He goes, I'll send you $400 a month. You can live on that. Try making it in Hollywood. So he sent me $400 a month, and I got greased within two years. I lucked out. In Terrific. those days, yes. four, yeah, 400 was enough in those days. My rent, I think, was 125 a month, and the rest wow. bought me food, you know. And in, 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 in those years, I would pay. Nowadays, you know, $400, you, you'll survive for like a week on that if you're lucky. I think with inflation, $400 is like $4,000, $5,000 now. Yeah, exactly. My dad was a very generous man. Well, I guess he had a little bit of money if he's throwing around Dairy Queen franchises and $400 yeah. checks. He was a great businessman. That's great. We didn't get on that great. You know, we had a lot of fights and all, but he was, when it came down to it, he was a really good father. I should have been a better son to him. I wish he was a better, I was a better son. We all have that wish, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Hindsight is perfect. Okay. Yeah. Now, Linda is a nerdy girl from high school, right. but Menlo or Bunny has figured out how to give her like a beautification machine. And this yeah. is what keeps her pretty. And this is why she must be uh, on board with him and yeah. helping him so that she doesn't revert back to nerdism. Making, yeah, making that knockout a nerd. It's amazing metamorphosis, isn't it? This it's such is a jarring Randall's image brainchild in uh, one weekend of painkillers he came up yeah. with all of this it's such a, it's such a jarring image you, putting the putting the trivia i never knew that's interesting what did randall do now did randall work after this movie yes and as a matter of fact this movie was a bit of an embarrassment and he would be in something you know like somebody's office and when they find out that he did surf too lots of times that was it the interview was over his agent oh. hated it his agent yes. said, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever read, uh -huh. you know, because he was writing family things. He had never done a comedy. He was right. writing dramas. Right. You know? Interesting. Now, this is another great moment in this scene. Like, I would never expect to see this in a movie. They're kind of reenacting, I guess, like the Mark Twain frog story, but they well, have the Chariots um, of Fire music. Right. Chariots oh, yeah, they of Fire frog or something. Yeah, they're racing frogs. Yeah. And they have this fake chariot oh, yeah. of fire. Oh, yeah, chariot of fire. Yeah, chariot of fire. <clears throat> Which was on everybody's mind because it was late 70s. What was it, 78, 79? 83. 83. Oh, 83. Right. It was super on people's minds. Now, could chariots of fire suit us for plagiarism? Can they do that, or, or do you have license to steal like that? You, they probably not every note. Not every the... note. Right. No, they didn't. You you can take the song and then change a note or two and get away with it. And that's oh, is that how they do it? Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Put, that, put down that beaker, Borker. Or yeah, what was the line? Right, right, right. Put down that Booker Beaker. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not too labored. Look how well dressed Cleavon is in all this scene, you know. Yeah, he's great. What a what a wonderful nice man. Now, Peter Isaacson was a wonderful comedic actor. He ended up becoming oh, yeah. a producer. After mm -hmm. CPO Sharky, he just sort of wasn't in front of the camera anymore. Yeah, he wasn't. Peter is a great dear friend. He's wonderful. We did a Magnum PI the year before this, and I he was just the sweetest yeah. guy in the world. And he just I asked him about that. He just said he never liked acting. He never wanted the attention. Like we're we're pretty much egomaniacs. You know, an actor is, you know, look at me, an actress, look at me, look at me. Peter was never yeah. that way. He like he was much happier behind the camera. He just didn't have the ego for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's too bad because he was so funny. He nails it. He nails it when you know, he addresses get up. the audience. That scene on the beach, get down, get up. Yes. You know that where he goes, yeah. get up. I thought that was hilarious. I always laugh at that one. And when he does the autopsy on the surfer, it's yeah. hilarious. And it's, yeah. yeah. I he still think him on a skateboard. Action. He's yeah. going to introduce these movies uh, by skateboarding up on stage, and then like uh -huh. hopping off the skateboard and walking to the dais. It's really right. funny. Like, it's very graceful. And this yeah. scene, too, is great. I mean, we've already seen the surfer blow his nose on the uh, bed sheet. And uh, you can see Cleveland just going to faint. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Down he goes. Now, you know, one thing I should mention, this has a, a 60s, 80s, and a 50s vibe. And I feel like this this yeah. music, it seems like what they would have on the Gleason show or something. You're right, these commercials. Or yeah. in Greece, you know, we have that. You know, Greece, we have the commercial on TV, brush up, brush up, brush up. The 50s commercials. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, look. I love the way that the director says, okay, we did our bit in which it's a split screen, so let's just break reality. Yeah, exactly. He was, Randall, Randall was actually a good director. I think he was really good. He's one of the better directors I've worked with. I personally loved working for him. I thought he was really good. Well, from what I understand is he would let you do your thing. He had no yeah. issue with how you were he wouldn't rein you in or tell you right. to play it up more. That's how I like directors. I worked for a turkey called Richard Fleischer, the worst director I ever did. And every time I tried to contribute something, oh, no, he was a crabby old curmudgeon. Every mm. time, hey, can I do that? No, anyway, just this old grouch. Randall was the opposite. He was very giving. Anything I suggested, he tried. Now, if he didn't like it, we wouldn't do it. But he gave me free reign. You're right. He let me try anything I wanted. He was a really great comedy director. I loved him. Now, Mike, we saw Ruth Buzzy last year in Bad Guys, that wrestling film. The wrestling movie, which was also like 86. So she definitely uh -huh. had a career going after in the 80s. Yeah. I, yes. I know, um, what was the movie with Alan Arkin, uh, Carl Burnett, where it was like he was sleeping in the Transbay Terminal of San Francisco and Ruth Buzzy was like kind of a, uh, I don't know, she was part of a gang that was against him. Choo choo something I, I I forget, but I've seen Ruth in a lot of Buzzy in a lot of films after. after her legacy got away from me. Yeah, her legacy will always be laughing. Of course, she'll always laughing, be tied. Yes. It's like no matter laughing. what I do, I'll always be tied to Greece, no matter what. But her legacy will be laughing. Yes. Now they are anxiety. they are real life scared of him right now. Tom Ballard apparently is the nicest guy, but yeah. the, you know somebody said definitely slamming. Yeah, freaked out slam dance. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because he's going to slam his head through the wall and then continue climbing out, even though there was yeah. no reason to do so. Uh, that wasn't scripted. Him hitting his head through the wall was scripted, and you can see that great um, uh, smoke machine that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, okay, okay. 
of him right. crawling through the wall. That was going. Win. Yeah, it's really fun. Oh, here comes our wall. There swing. it comes. Boom. Boom. That's all you need. Wall. That's all you need. Then he keeps going. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Did he pass away of AIDS? Is that right? Well, it was the answer is yes. It was pneumonia. Uh -huh. But I mean, you know, there's no immune system. And right. so the pneumonia okay. took him. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, I've had I've worked with so many actors who who passed away of AIDS. It's so sad. Yeah. Okay, so here we go, Mike. Your scene in which My he's favorite go scene. Up there. Right up there. Look at that. How graceful is that? Oh, yeah. Now the audience hates him because he's an uncool teacher. Uh-huh. Yeah, is there like any breath? Like, don't they like not see the teacher at night? It's it's the high they school. They don't get a break. <laughs> they don't get a break. He <laughs> cleave on sitting there. We hardly notice him. Right. <laughs> a magazine, yeah. Now Eddie's about to walk in in great cowboy boots and stuff, but right, Linda is really dressed up. This really. is where I put my legs up on the table. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, there was a scene. We'll see a scene where someone lights a dog do do bag, and you you crush it in your boots. Right now, and then yeah, <laughs> but right. you'll see somebody really concerned in the crowd trying to put the fire out after the scene. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting. Well, it must you smell like. Good eye, Mike. Yeah, well, it's weird because it, technically, if shit did burn in a theater, people would probably leave the theater. It right. Is dangerous. Yeah, so it's a cartoon movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the now, film burns is, up. Yeah. I love this scene because we're watching a movie, watching the, uh, people watch a movie. So mm -hmm. we get to see ourselves right. kind of in it. Until well, the punk see, what's, film. What's the recent film we saw? Did you see the one that came up with Sharon Tate, that Sharon Tate in the film? It was yeah, a right. Movie, and she's, she's watching, watching the movie. Wrecking Crew. Yeah, and this is she's like me there. watching that. Yeah, it's like me. Yeah. That's like the Sharon Tate same thing. Didn't she put her feet up on the seat too? Same thing. Oh sure, bare feet. Tarantino took this from Surf too. That's right. Yeah. You know, knowing Tarantino, he probably saw Surf too. I wouldn't be surprised. He loves weird esoteric films. Yeah. Oh sure, and does. this is such a Southern California film too. I mean, yeah. It's a commentary on these surf movies. You know, I had a friend that used to host these films, like Warren Thomas or whatever the guy's name was, and mm -hmm. they would just show clips of surfboarding for, right. you know, endless, endless summer type of film. Now, who's yeah. that Hollywood? Is it Elvira? That's the vibe I get off of her album. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. I could see that. Now, and a little Liquid Sky, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Liquid Sky. I don't know right. if you know that movie, Eddie. Uh, look at that great cowboy hat, man. Okay, so yeah. here we go. He likes the dookie. <laughs> Oh no! Your, your poor boots. Yeah. The only time in my life I ever wore cowboy boots. <laughs> I see this fire right there. Guy's gonna put it out. He, he can't take it. Right next to Johnny Bighead, who is doing Belushi's uh, Bluto. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, this whole movie, not that we're going to see it because it's going to burn up, but the whole movie is right. just shots of surfing. Yeah, yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. What has Josh been doing over the years? Can you tell me I loved him? Yeah. Let me Did he work after this movie? Um, I'm going to tell you in a minute. I want you to know that um, Sparkle is trying to warn everybody about Buzz Cola, uh -huh. but uh, Menlo Bunny keeps shutting him down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not and the gremlins do this too. 
I think around this time they eat the film. Yeah, I love it. Okay, Johnny Bighead, Joshua Camp Cadman. Uh, Josh Cadman, right? Do too much. He was in an episode of Quantum Leap in '89, and that was his last credit. Uh -huh. He was in The Sure Thing in '85, going all the way in '81, so that's mm -hmm. earlier. Okay, um, they, do, they do have him on the video on the DVD, the the Blu-ray of uh, the uh, recent reissue where the, he talks mm -hmm. in the making of, and he, okay. he gives his okay. regards, but he, he okay. doesn't. Yeah. I love this scene. What a great horror movie scene. Like you you have a romantic dinner with zombies serving food to her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what girl could resist this? What's that? Yeah. What girl could resist this? Yeah. Now one of the zombies is like drinking their wine. Yeah, they break the bottle and drink it, yeah. I think I saw a recent movie where it was very similar that there was like kind of a mad scientist who created a romantic scene, but it was just out of just pure horror behind. That's interesting. Who knows? Everybody's stealing from Surf too, apparently. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. We agree. I would love to really though. I've always wanted to ask the Simpsons writers if they got Buzz Cola from that as a little homage. I, the first time I saw it was like about 30 years ago, and I've always wondered about it. Yeah, because they did a lot of a lot of their bits are homages, homages that are now like part of their canon. Like the phone calls that Mo got were based on these calls from the two bar in, in right. Jersey City. And right. then there's like even the dough is a reference to some guy in the 30s. So the references yeah, with, become uh, what's his their name? money maker. James Finlayson, yeah, in the Laurel and Hardy yeah. film. Yeah, but he doesn't get yeah. any money off of it, and mm -hmm. so you know, and they make a profit off it. Oh, this is right. a crazy scene right here. This is this is the scene where I was watching this and I just couldn't believe it was happening. Well, it's not camera tricks. They are really going to turn this into a convertible mm -hmm. right now with a chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, they're going to cut through it really. They yeah, it's crazy. It. Yeah. Now, this director never saw joysticks, never even heard of it. And it so goes with this film. Uh-huh. Joysticks was before this? around the same time i think okay yeah i remember joysticks coming out i have it right oh here i'm gonna have to play the line 1983 joysticks was 1983 what? this is what convertible mom we're taking the convertible out yeah the soundtrack is great like it's interesting watching the videos because the original movie had dick uh the untouchables perform and in this version dick dale plays yeah, you, see his F, you see the F? Yeah, now, adding the F in there. Dick Dale was cut from this. Version. Oh, it was cut, and then the, the Untouchables. He's in. Now, did you meet Dick Dale, Eddie? No, I, ne I never remember meeting him, no. Now, this guy him. was the father of surf music. He Is that did right? all that stuff with reverb. He had, like, Arabic scales, you know. Interesting. And he was a big, big deal. No, I, I didn't know that. Now, Carol was all about The Tonight Show. She was a recurring character on yes. Johnny Carson. Yeah, the tea party girl, the tea, right. tea time lady. Tea time lady. This is a very a fun fight that they're having. She did, a, she did a Bewitched episode. She was a very famous actress in the 60s and 70s. She did a yes. lot of TV. Yes. 
There's a girl. Here's another question. There's a girl on Playboy called Nina Wayne. Is that Carol's sister? She looks just like her. Um, yes. Nina was her sister, and okay. they started – they were um, like ice capades kind of people. They were skaters together, uh -huh. and they were in some films and such together. But Carol – Carol got onto the Tonight Show, and that led to many other things. But Nina, now Carol was in Playboy, Lyle Wagner was in Playgirl. Uh -huh. I think some um, Linda was in Playboy, uh -huh. and there's one other who was in Playgirl. Uh, it might Wagner? have been the dad, Lyle Wagner. Lyle Wagner, Lyle Wagner yeah. Playgirl. But there's another one of the dads who was as well. Well, really? Comedian one. Oh. Oh, how funny. You mean Morgan Paul or the other guy? The comedian with the mustache? Yes, it's um, yeah. Biff Menard. Biff Maynard, yeah. Biff Maynard. Maynard. Yeah. Maynard. Uh -huh. Now, it's really interesting. His birth and death both have mystery. There's like he was either born in 39 or 43. He's got like mm -hmm. duplicate paperwork. Uh -huh. And his death, he was sick for a long time, but nobody knows how he died. What his was the sickness he had. He mm -hmm. died in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. This is uh, this is entertainment. Can I tell you a, a true fact? I don't, I don't want to bring your thing down. But I, I was gonna say I wasn't gonna mention this, but since he's dead, I guess it doesn't matter. But he was uh, in real life a racist. I never like I haven't worked with a racist. He was the most racist man I ever met. We I was with this I worked with him one day, okay, and there was an African American secretary, and he said, "I'm going to rub your head for luck." And he's literally, I was like cringing. I wanted to bell wow. him. But he was saying this stuff. He was, I mean, you hear the terms thrown around, racist, racist. But he was a real life race. He must have been raised ignorantly. But as wow. far as me, he was a nice guy. But he was a very ignorant man. Now, in the scene in which they're in the town council and right. you're underneath the table hiding, right. apparently uh, he, Mannard wanted to fight with Cleavon. There was going to be a – they were going to have a fight. Yeah, that's mentioned in the commentary. Now I'm thinking he's African-American. Maybe that was – Might be. Maybe it had something to do with it. I would say he was the only racist I've ever worked with in like 20-odd films all my career. Yeah. yeah. Uh -oh. Okay, so now we're going to get our gross-out scene in which they eat a lot, bunch of disgusting stuff. And yeah, yeah. A boom mic. A boom mic yeah. would be visible. Oh, even worse. Oh, is that right? <laughs> the the gross-outs we could handle, but the boom mic was too much. Yeah, that <laughs> right. the top. When we watched the both versions, the theatrical cut and the uh, director's cut, they added mm -hmm. even more gross stuff to the gross-out scene. Like Really? Yeah, so the, uh, the our uh, asparagus is going to have bird shit on his sandwiches. He's going to eat. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know what gross me? I remember this is later in the movie, but I remember the scene where they're having sandwiches at the end. You know, and Ruth were on the beach. Ruth about to eat some mayonnaise sandwich. She really eat yeah. that. She really ate. It, I almost threw up. I, it made me <laughs> nauseous. But she, I saw she put the mayonnaise on it. She took a big bite of the sandwich. Oh my god. It's that's a that's a favorite scene because of your hats. Yeah, the hats you wear in this movie. Know, that was my real hat. That was my real yeah. hat I had. I'd use it as a gag, and I brought it in this set, and Randall let me use it. Oh, now, sure. we have the producer Porky's kind of boob smack there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, the original footage with everyone dancing in the cast, and then this added-on footage, it's mixed in in the same scene, and they kind of have a different feeling. Interesting. Even the... 
even the sunlight hitting them, it's from right, a different, different angle, you know? Yeah. Right. Oh, so there's the Untouchables. That's the Untouchables, right. And they mentioned there's a guy from the Southern California dance uh, punk scene that dances in this movie that they, they talked a lot about. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. So they were really a group. There was a group called the Untouchables? Sure. They're actually in Repo Man, the movie, too. Okay. Uh, well. I didn't know yeah. that. I'm, I'm so not into that scene. Okay. Yeah, it was like this the ska scene of the uh -huh. Southern California early 80s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And he really goes for it, Tom Ballard, in this movie, in this scene. Yeah, he chews up the scenery literally, doesn't he? Literally. This is the part of the movie where I, I regret telling people they should see this movie because you have yeah. that duplex scene. It's so clever, so well done. And then he breaks yeah. the, the window. And then you have this scene. And it's like, yeah. I still have to endorse this movie. And then they added this part where it's yeah. gross and yeah. titties. You're right. Why mess with it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is all not really gross stuff. It's like baked goods in the form of a starfish and mm -hmm. uh, gummy worms kind of stuff. Yes. Okay, well, I could, get, I could deal with that, but then watching those guys eat bird shit sandwiches is yeah. like too much. Yeah. God knows. I guess that was whipped cream, maybe. I don't know what they used. Yeah. Got their buzz money. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the guy yeah. you were talking about, Mike, his name was Craig Allen Rothwell, and he was called Spaz Attack back in the punk days. Okay, yeah, so he's doing his Spaz Attack dance in this movie. Now, he was oh, in Ego's um, Can't Get No Satisfaction, and he did like five backflips in which he lands on his back. It must have hurt. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good song for him. That's gross. Like, I feel so embarrassed. Like, I tell people to see this movie. Yeah. Like, Don't worry about the TNA. It's just the way it yeah. is. And then you get to this. No, scene, I, mean, like, I would be embarrassed to bring my parents to this movie or my sister with, with the TNA and this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was one of the reasons why this film kind of resonated because it it had its TNA and then more. Okay, so we get the bird shit and titties in the background. In that movie. Right. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got these cool looking punks. Yeah, Carl's you, have to balance, away. you have to balance yeah, the, the, right. the art. And it's, hard, it's a hard balance in showbiz. He's eating the bird shit. Yeah. I don't want to think about this. Now, um, Eddie, you talked about playing poker a lot with Eric and Josh, but that yeah. was after the movie was done. You would go on to play poker with them. No, right? I think it was during the movie, too. I think during the shoot, we do it on weekends, you know. We were, uh -huh. we were hanging together. They were great. Eric, Jeffrey, and, and Josh were all great guys. We'd hang together a lot. Oh, now the one thing he doesn't want to yeah. eat. Is that one of your hats? Which is that one? It was yeah. like an umbrella. Oh, that's mine. Yes, that is mine, yeah. too. I brought that in. The umbrella and the big hat are both mine. So he doesn't drink it, Big Head. Don't drink it, Big Head. Don't drink no, it. Big head. Yeah, he can't. Big He'll eat all the shit on the beach. Yeah. He's kind of like our Superman at the end. He's like James Bond. He breaks into the villain's lair and, and frees everybody. Yeah. So Tom Villard wins the gross-out contest. Yeah.
He seems happy about it. Now, this soundtrack was never released, and Oingo Bongo wrote a yeah. Oingo yeah. Bongo wrote a song for this movie, and it's nowhere else unless you watch this movie. Is that right? I That's think it's called "Hold Me Back." That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you're an Oingo Boingo completist, you have a copy of Surf yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, know this guy right here. Songs. Uh -oh. Yes, this is Spaz Attack. One guy to drink it. And he will do his freak out dance. You know, this is his trademark. This was what got him onto a Devo video. But they all like his dancing. They do. So there were three Beach Boys songs. There was The Circle Jerks were in this. Thomas mm -hmm. Dolby. Um, Oingo Boingo had two songs. One you can't find anywhere else. Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo. Yeah, oh, I love that song. Great soundtrack. Mm -hmm. the Beach Boys, so the Beach Boys might have seen Surf too. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's well, at right. least they got a yeah. check from it for sure. It's strange yeah. to hear the Beach Boys on this because it, it seems like well, a, they, a get they, they get, get around. They get around. <laughs> Touche. Nice Very good. Well, dead. Wait a minute. You two, you two have two of the Beach Boys' names. Did you realize it? Oh yeah. Mike well, I guess. Are yeah. Boys? Uh, well, I think Carl's a better name than Mike when it comes to the Beach Boys. Well, welcome to Mike Love. Yeah, I'm yeah, Mike Love. Up. I'm Eddie. <laughs> you have a pretty decent name, I think. Oh, so they abducted the girls. Did you guys not get that joke? That was hilarious. No, say what happened? What's the joke? Yeah, what happened? I thought you had a. I think you have a pretty decent name. Your name oh, Menlo Schwarzer, Bunny. No, no. Okay, forget it. He's I'm trying sure to ride decent with oh, decent. decent name. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I, I would like to apologize on behalf That's of the late. podcast. You're absolved. You're absolved. Thank you. Tell that joke halfway through the movie. <laughs> now, Eddie used no cue cards in this. No, you're right. Movie. These were the only days I did. And this was after War Games. War Games was when I started using them, but this I did all myself. No cue cards. Right. Nice. I thought War Games was a really good character. You're giving away our best stuff. Yeah. I couldn't say data encryption algorithm. I just kept forgetting the line, so they gave me the cue cards. <laughs> okay, so now Sparkle is going to sort of team up with, um, with Chuck and uh, Joe, and they're yeah. going to, I don't know, like... She's got her, Sparkle's got her toe half in the water. She wants to help them, but she doesn't reveal everything until mm -hmm. the way end of this whole scene. Mm -hmm. Now, this was the very first scene they shot for this movie. It's a really long scene. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's weird. We meet all the surfers up front, and half of them turn into the zombies. So these zombies, are the two right. main characters. Like, I you don't really expect it. Like, I, I thought it would be the other people. Mm -hmm. But, they're yeah pretty good yeah they're gonna kill this guy basically they'll open him up remove his guts leave him there well he won't die he'll remember he's gonna drink buzz cola and it's gonna come out of the sutures right yes yeah right now we give randall a lot of credit for this film but much 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 of this film was ad-libbed 
And um, we're like some of the greatest things Peter says, like, that's the cycle of life right there, boys. It was all <laughs> obvious. Yeah. He's really funny at this. My, the only thing I remember was a little, it takes like a couple seconds. My last scene on the beach, you know, where we're on the beach, and I have that big hat that sticks out. Yeah. I'm trying to head and smack somebody, but that was my bit. I said, I'm going to do that. That's fine. <laughs> That was the only thing I remember. I remember pretty much sticking to the script on my part because I love to ad lib and I have a hard time memorizing lines. You do stick to the script in this film. Yeah, pretty yeah. much so. That's the well, it's such a good... funny. That's funny. I guess it's Jaws. It's nice that he has the plastic uh, curtains already prepared. Mm. Now, there were plans. Well, they were very, very loose. It was just Randall thinking about it. But there were plans for a th another a follow-up movie. It was going to be three? called Surf 3 no. 3D. You're kidding. Well, the whole concept was these aliens crash into the ocean and in Southern California, and they kind of get hooked on surfing. Um, and they had, like, two hands... So they would walk on their hands and mm -hmm. uh, and sort of like a head, and they would disguise themselves by wearing balloon pants, you know, those mm -hmm. 80s MC Hammer kind of pants. Right, right. I didn't even hear about this. I never heard of it. Well, I only heard it on the D, uh, the Blu-ray commentary mm -hmm. uh, with Randall Baddett. Oh, we were, you know, of course, you know, we were the first movie in the history of motion pictures to be a two before there was a one. There was actually a Guinness Movie Records book and Surf 2 was listed. It goes, the, the first movie ever to be listed as 2 when there was no original movie. And then later, okay. I think Bill Cosby took that gag. He had Leonard Part 6. He kind of right. had a switch on that gag, but we were the first. It is so funny how it's Surf 2, the end of the trilogy. That's yeah, exactly. For the yeah, first movie. Yeah. yeah. I used to have a poster. There was a great poster for it, I remember. A girl's legs on a surfboard. It was a great poster. I think I've seen that. It has a list of all the music on it, too. Yeah. Also, I think it's one of the two or three films that got top billing. You know, I don't get the top billing, bro. I'm usually one of the lower ones. Do you remember the other one? Yeah, you're a villain in this. Oh, yeah, I'm a bad guy. You're right. You're, you're right. Yeah. Good old beach now, time. here he wakes them all up just by talking. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, he's the secret weapon in this movie because he, he just kind of hits when you don't expect it. Yeah, it's crazy that he never liked being in front of the camera because he's so funny. His he's so hilarious, guys. isn't he? Yeah. Now, this is the scene in which Sparkle will reveal everything, including her real identity. I right. forget your name. See how the, he's not dead. He got oh, autopsy, right. but he's not dead. Right. Oh, thank God. And here comes the uh, the gag, cartoon gag. Now, if that happened in my house, I would definitely put a tray underneath it so it won't hit the carpet. <laughs> you you can't sit down without a coaster. Right. <laughs> what became of Brandis Kemp? Did she work after this? She passed away recently. Uh, How did she? Yeah. Oh, she was so nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, just Friday, a couple. Yeah. Friday's lasted for about two seasons, I remember. 
You know, it's it's actually on one of the streaming services. I think Tubi has has it. Not all, not every episode, but they do have the Andy Kaufman ones that they were known for. Oh yeah, that was right. That was the big one, right? Remember? Yeah. Jack Burns came in. Yeah, they got in a fight. I remember that. But what was weird that he showed up the next season, and he, Andy Kaufman was born again with his wife, and he spent the monologue singing Christian songs, and then stopped the police from performing because the last bit had drug humor, and he was a, against drugs oh my god so he was still doing a routine like and that one's not so well known but yeah he's great in it and the, the show is pretty miserable usually but yeah it was it was yeah. a poor man's saturday night live yeah you now, try to watch him now the one that covid19 yes um, put the period on the end of the sentence now she was not doing well with some brain cancer but it was this complications from covid19 that did her in oh that's a shame Super nice lady. Yeah. Yeah. So here comes the secret. Thank you, Michael. I was his girlfriend. Whoa, that's impossible. The only girl Schwartz ever hung around with was Florinda Budnick. Yeah, Florinda Budnick. Florinda Budnick? He's a pretty pretty nerd. Well, they show like a nerdy picture next to her legs and stockings, so it's a little contrast. The scene doesn't have yet, so we're we're bored. Yeah, they got. This is the stray cats. The stray cats. I remember them. Yeah. Great cat strut. Yeah, there's a lot of decades of pop culture in this movie. The 50s, yes, you're 60s, exactly right. Yeah. You know, uh, Horseshack, I guess, for the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was 10 years after. Okay, now Eddie's hiding under one of those gingham tables by the two dads. Right. And they're arguing to, to keep the beach closed until they understand what's going on. So they say, like, everybody knows Buzz Cola is what's the problem. So Eddie replaces the Buzz Cola with cola. Just uh-huh. Coke, you know? Right. And I, it's amazing to me how they go, I don't know, it's just soda. I guess it's okay. They just did an <laughs> autopsy on a dude. Knows it's motor oil. <laughs> so, Eddie, this is the scene in which um, Banner, Mannard wanted to fight Biff wanted to fight Cleavon. Do you remember the incident? No, I honestly don't. I, I don't remember that. Uh, no, for some reason I don't. I don't know why. They okay. got into some kind of upset and they really wanted to fight. Yeah, I'm sure his racism probably had to do it. He probably said something obnoxious and Cleavon probably wanted to fight him. Something might have, you know, it might have happened earlier and it was boiling over. Right, wow. right. <laughs> this is also a great scene because it takes place in the middle of the day in a pizzeria. Yeah. Yeah. into zombies. He calls him Bob's dad. Not by his name. Bob's dad. And that was his name in the script. Bob uh-huh. Chuck's dad and Bob's dad. Oh, how funny. I always thought that was funny that poor Chuck and Bob has this sordid history that their their fathers are poisoning their kids, turning their yeah. friends into zombies. 
when they're with him in the previous scene, he goes, why would they be doing it? Why would they be doing it? And they go, money! Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Morgan Paul, is he still around? Uh, let me just look. He was the one who I really liked in Blade Runner. Yeah, uh, and he was in, you know, Patton. He goes back to Patton. He was in a true classic. Yeah, that's right. He was um, the, the assistant guy, Captain Richard Jensen. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. 82 Blade Runner... Apple, he was in the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again, Mike. Okay. Uh, he was in Norma Ray. With, okay, so uh, he has yeah, a good resume. That's, that's serious, yeah. The Last Hard Men with Charlton Heston. Uh, I don't think I have any credit for him past the early 80s. Okay, so this might have been his last film. It could be. Okay. And this was definitely the last film of Cindy Lou. Right. Or maybe that's... I'm saying it backwards. Um, Wendy Sue? <laughs> yeah, Lindy Sue. Lindy, Lindy Sue, Sue, right. It was, last, Puerto Rico. it was the last one for Carol Wayne. Yeah. Right, she passed away after this. Yeah. She yeah. also had brain cancer and she died in her 60s, early 60s. She was 61. Who is this? And this is uh, Lucinda Dooley. Oh my God, that's so tragic. She was so yeah. sweet. Her first film was Spielberg's 1941. This is yeah. her last role. Oh. She got married. Oh, she gave up acting. So I worked with her before. I worked with her in 41. Yeah. I have to say, I saw that movie just the last week, and I loved you in it. It was terrific oh, thank movie. you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Tomorrow is sadly, we're talking about sad things. Tomorrow is the anniversary of John's passing. Wow. John Moon? John Belushi. Oh, yeah. is it? John well, Lucy. let's talk about something nice. Yeah. Two days from now, Eddie's got a birthday. Yes, thank you for remembering. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I turned 66, believe it or not. I did Greece uh -huh. when I was 20. Surf 2, I was like what? I was, I was uh, 27 when I did Surf 2, I guess. Yeah. That's great. Well, happy birthday. Thank yeah, you. Happy birthday. Yeah. 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 Thank sure. you, Mike. Thank you, Carl. Got, you've got a full decade on me, and I think I'm old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is where the, the, the punks, the zombies surf. They're right. not good surfers. Really poor mm -hmm. etiquette. You know, push people off. Right. Now, you can see how badly done it is. The real surf scenes, that's Eric's stand-in, and then the ones they do in the studio, like this. Yeah. But, you know, those beach movies with Frankie and, and uh, Annette, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, we just watched one last week. We, we just watched Beach, beach Blanca Bingo last week. You're right. It oh, I so love that safe. one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we went to them all as kids. Now, that had Don, Randall, Don Rickles room. Yeah, ahead, Don Rickles was in beat, right. Beat playing bingo, that's Don Rickles in it. Now, Randall didn't do it himself, but the producers of this film, there were two producers, really good people. They went to Annette Funicello and um, what's his name? Um, Frank, Frankie Avalon. Frankie Avalon. And they said, D -d -d they didn't even like stay on the phone. They're like, we're not, we're not. No, no, no. Come on. Oh, really? Was that Bronstein? Ron Brownstein? Bronstein? Uh, the producers was yeah. George Browns. George Bronstein, right? Hamadi. Yeah, yeah and it, it, I worked with Frankie in uh, Greece. You know, he was a wonderful, nice guy. Uh huh. Yeah. And they brought Linda Carriage to the production. 
They bumped into Linda Carriage on the street in Los Angeles. They were coincidentally doing a movie in which there was a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. Now, Linda had a small mini career as a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. I could see that. Yeah. Now, if that made sense that they saw her and thought, hey, she looks like Marilyn Monroe. So they cast her in this horror film, Fade to Black. Oh, my God. That was famous. Let's see here. I don't think um, I've seen it. Let's see I what music's playing. Playboy. Um, striking resemblance to Marilyn Monroe. They offered her a part. It led to her posing as an actress for Playboy photo shoot in their December 1980 episode as Marilyn. Mm-hmm. Rampant interest from photographers, filmmakers who wanted to photograph and cast her as lookalike characters. She would appear as a Monroe double once more in Go West, Young Man, 1980. So I guess she's just out of the public eye. This is yeah. very funny. She's born in New South Wales, Australia. The mm-hmm. town she was born and raised in was called Wagga Wagga. Interesting. Okay. He's probably married with kids right now, I bet. I bet. And they're yeah. probably all grown. Yeah. I wonder if Walla he shows Walla, himself too. Fozzie Bear came from there too. Is that right? My favorite Muppet. Well, I'm just making the joke because he always goes wacka wacka. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> then they beat the punks. They Yeah, that's right. They win yeah. the trophy. Right. But there we go ahead and turn it up. He's gonna give a little speech. He's trying to fully control the coast. Yeah, and he's doing it to help us two bogus businessmen. Our fathers. Our fathers. Got some gravitas in this movie. <laughs> now you they go against their parents. They, they got punk. Yeah. They drank the Buzz Cola. Oh, yeah, they get abducted. Is no one else on this beach? Not during filming. Now we are deep into act three here and we're getting towards our climax. Mm-hmm. And Menlo will reveal his big plot and it'll all get messed it's up. Like you're narrating a porn flick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm a Now look how they're getting sucked down into, I mean, it's really just reverse footage, mm-hmm. but they're getting sucked down into uh, uh, Bunny's hideout. Right. It always, it always, this scene always reminds me of the monkey. Like the monkeys always ended like this. There's some kind of crazy sped up uh, chase scene. Thing right. 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 Yeah. Except there's no song. Right. Okay. There's no. Now we're gonna have some of the worst. Now it's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. We're now gonna have some of the worst comedic acting we've ever seen. <laughs> 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 And roll them. <laughs> Is this hilarious? What do we think? I think it's <laughs> Give him a break. I do find these suitcases where you stick your head in kind of jarring. Well, they are going to bottom beautify them now. Too late. Too late. That's rich. It's already too late. What time is it? 
Oh, Eddie, do you remember her being up close to you all the time and you could smell was, her? And... Yeah. By the way, that was my ad lib. That little bit of shtick was mine. Uh-huh. What time is it? Oh, it's about that. Hey, never mind. Did I get double take, like a Bob Hope double take there. I threw in little things like that. I love it. I might have worked once, but not again. I used to want to be like the other kids, you know. I wanted to be a surfer. I wanted to be hip and bitchy and gnarly. But that's over now. What I wanted one Wait, that was a mistake. Do. I should have said bitchin'. It should have been B-I-T-C-H-I-N. I said bitchy. That was a mistake by me, and they left it in. With a powerful reverse sex hormone. You know what it's like to be the only guy on the beach with shit? It's miserable. Oh, yeah. This is my drag scene, yeah. But you're not very stacked. Okay, now Johnny Bighead will ruin everything for Menlo by simply destroying the place. By destroying anything. But it does remind me like of James Bond or even Casino Royale in the 60s where mm -hmm. they just come in and destroy everything at the end. Right. Yeah, the monkey song will play right about now. Yeah, now we'd be hearing Auntie Griselda. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the worst sung song in the history of the rock era. <laughs> I agree. Now, in an earlier script that Randall wrote, you know, and I, I mean earlier by like the first half a day, he was actually having the surfers murder people and kill people. Seriously? And then he was like, yeah, and he's like, this isn't funny. Yeah, that takes away. Well, that takes away the comedy atmosphere. It kind of kills the atmosphere. So he abandoned that. Yeah. Good. It does have a good horror element to this comedy, though. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the zombies and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a bit of a time capsule, right? Because this went on. We had these punks walking around like that in the eighties. Now the, the the you know secret hideout has been destroyed and they're all kind of washing ashore. Right, and with Big Head dragging them. Now Menlo will be one of the last ones. Now mm -hmm. in Surf Three Three D, it was supposed to be that he comes out of prison, but in this film, you know Eddie's character never goes to prison. As right. a matter of friends, right? He becomes yeah. friends. I remember being washed up on shore, yeah. Look at him. With Big head. He's, he's like James Bond. He goes in the underground lair, destroys it, saves everyone. Right. You would think in this plot that it would be Eric Stoltz, who was the hero, yeah. saving the day, but not at all. Yeah. Now, there are movie rules, and this movie breaks them all. You're right. And I don't think we notice. I think it's still... A good film. Well, yeah, he did something original. Randall did something original there. Now you really have been struggling. You're tripping and everything, but that was mm -hmm. on purpose, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wanted to fall down, kind of like Charlie Chaplin. You know, that's the best Chaplin. Is uh -huh. that little bit of physical stick falling down. Tossed into the back. Yeah. Now he is going to get taken away here, but we're going to see him on the beach in a minute. Yeah, not. A, I, I mean, work, have my famous hat. Yeah. It is touching. Everyone's friends at the end. I wonder whatever became of that hat, by the way. Some lucky guy on eBay has it. Yeah. 
thing is we'd be touching base with you to find out what happened to it yeah yeah so here comes Other our dads. dad and the joke is they're womanified yeah and then fred as uh asparagus chases after them yeah and you can see that that is a tacked on thing it's it's not really the dad mm -hmm. yeah But, you know, in respect to the producers, which I really don't want to do, they tied it in together because the extra footage met the original footage in this mm -hmm. world. Nice camera. Minolta, remember that? Yeah. I think it's so funny today. You take a picture with your phone, and it does the sound of the a 35 millimeter film advancing yeah well, they have to it's by law you have Kids? to you have to indicate someone's photographing you uh-huh mm. wow look at carol's uh bathing suit yeah okay it's we get the mayonnaise here comes the hook and yeah oh, we're about to get the mayo look at that hat he's got twister for a shirt. oh there's the mayonnaise yeah yeah that's my shirt the polka dot shirt was mine too <laughs> terrific Matching. Now look at that peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, oh, in the head. How did she eat that? This is probably one of the nicest scenes of this movie that everyone just is pals and yeah, it's a sweet thing to resolve. Yeah. It's, yeah, all is right with the world, and we wrap yeah. up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the girls are not zombies anymore. Right, you're right. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, and they're great in this too because they're not putting up with it. They're okay with it. They're just not putting yeah, up. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, it's not a drag. It's right. Not a drag. Thanks, Carl. And you can hear him talk loudly. Okay, now look. You see how it's not really the two dads, but they're dressed like it. And there's a voiceover. You hear them. Yeah. You're right. Oh, so it's different people. Uh huh. And that's how it goes. And that's uh, Surf 2. What a joy. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Eddie, so much. Well, I really yeah. enjoyed that. That was a trip. We're, we're big fans of it. And uh, you did a great job. And we thank you so much for being part of a, our show today. Listen, and yeah, it was movie with us. Let's, let's do another one. Find another one. Let's do it again. I, I really had a good time. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you, Mike. All right. We'll Thank do Muggsy's Women if you're into it. Muggsy's Women. Muggsy's Girls, yeah. You remember it? You oh, remember sure. It? No, Stevie and I watched it about three weeks ago. We we put it on it. it. We couldn't get through it, but it's pretty bad, but we did try to watch it. Well, Another we'll one was uh, Laser Blast. Laser Blast is a class. Laser Blast, you've seen the Mystery Science Theater, right? Yeah. 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 That's one of the funniest MST 3000s ever. It's hilarious. I just wrote about it yesterday on my Facebook page, in fact. Now, the other okay. one we did of yours already on our show, which we might like to do, is the the Rosebud Beach Hotel. Yeah, where I met Peter Scolari, who I loved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's in great that. times. And yeah, you play an alien, time. and at the end of it, you show your photos from your trip. Yeah. It's yeah. a really good one, too. So. Honey Boys, whatever became of them.
Yeah. They're funny boys. That's right. They're the, like the waiters or something in there. Yeah. That's right. The bell boys. Yeah. So did you know them from the comedy scene or? No, I I never met them before Rosewood Beach Hotel. I just met them there and they were, they were very nice. Yeah. Well, very cool. Eddie, thank you so much for joining us here on LWAFLMOYT. Yes, it's been my pleasure. Have a great weekend, you guys. You too. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you, Eddie. Sure. Bye-bye. Well, we, well, Eddie uh, logs off. We want to tell you you could go to Facebook. Uh, he has a, a fan page there, in which he's active in, and to get more information. We'll be back next week. We'll, we're here every Sunday on Mutiny Radio. We're on the YouTube and, uh, of course, on your podcast. Next week's movie is now in the public domain. We'll be watching The Jazz Singer. The Jazz Singer, the first sound feature of this planet. Looking forward to it. So we'll catch you guys then. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French not the.
Radio.fm. Happy New Year, folks. I pulled up to the driveway, turned off the engine, and sat, reluctant to move. Except for the porch light and a light upstairs, the house at the end of the drive was dark. I was glad no one had waited up for me. The house belonged to Rob and Jenna, a couple I knew only slightly. My old friend Beth had talked me into coming down here for the weekend, promising a great time at the beach. A few days ago, I had broken up with my lover of two years, and though I was glad of the decision, the loss of Everett made me want to retreat into myself. For a moment, I was tempted to turn around and head home. They would never know I'd been here. I could call tomorrow with some excuse. However, I never did such things, so I got my bag out of the trunk and walked up to the house. The key was under a flower pot, as Jenna had said it would be, along with the note from Beth telling me my bedroom was the first at the top of the stairs. She'd added at the bottom, glad you made it. It'll be a good weekend. I smiled at the reassuring words. I opened the door and walked quietly across the dimly lit living room, past Beth and her lover Kevin, who were asleep on a fold-out couch. Their sleeping faces sent a pang through me. It was hard to look at lovers. My bedroom was warm and close from the heat of the day. From across the hall came the faint thumping bass of a rock song. Someone was awake, but I didn't feel like investigating. I changed into pajamas and opened the window wide. Below me was the backyard. A high fence sheltered a small patio, a strip of lawn, and a swimming pool. I stared at an odd black lump at the side of the pool and decided it was an inner tube. I hadn't seen an inner tube in 10 years, I thought. There was a tap at the door and it swung open. Is the radio too loud? I looked up at a slightly built, barefoot young man wearing a t-shirt and jeans. I guessed he was around 18. No, it's okay, I said. We introduced ourselves. He was Chris, Jenna's cousin. He'd been spending the summer with Rob and Jenna while working at the Marine Center. He wanted to be an oceanographer. This fall, he was starting college in California. Ever been out there? He asked. I shook my head. The coast is incredible. Want to see some pictures I took last year? Sure.
Thank you.